Oh, look at the kid on. Leave the door open. <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to Leave the Door Open the Podcast with Trey Cochaver and Seamus Curley. Today we're here to discuss the 2022 fast-paced action comedy, Bullet Train, directed by David Leach. Uh, Seamus, have you ever been on a train? Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say that joke. Uh, yes, I have been on a train. Yes, like uh, not like a light rail or a they're subway. The same, they're the same thing. But they have, both count. Have you been on like a, a full-on train? No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> you see, I have. When I was 18 in 2017, I took a train from Paris to Amsterdam and back. And in that train ride, it went like 205 miles per hour at the train. It was fucking insane how quick this fucking train nice. was. Nice. That sounds I sick. only knew because of Snapchat. Thank you, Snapchat. Is it like a, as fast as a bullet? It actually technically is just a little bit faster than um, the bullet trains in Japan. That ah. train. So, uh, uh, how about them apples? Um, uh, I <laughs> also that, got to see that's the... That's your line? You're, that's uh, what you're going with? No, no. It, it <laughs> isn't, but... You know, I also got to see the scenery of like um, Belgium and the Netherlands and France on the on the, on the train ride. It was pretty neat. Nice. Yeah. You know, I when I was younger, uh, and I still actually want to move to London, but mm-hmm. I'd been looking into. There's like this pass you can buy in Europe. It's like a year long. Uh, at the time, it was like 400 euros, but then it's just unlimited train rides across anybody in the EU. Oh uh, yeah, it sounded amazing. Oh yeah, and it's super easy to travel by train there as well and it's not like from my experience it wasn't like crazy packed or anything nice okay i mean i assume there was like definitely some packing because i mean there's suitcases and stuff i mean i haven't been on it but like i imagine is that is that what you want to go with yeah 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 no i feel great about that see the difference between us trey is uh confidence yeah and (laughs) you take joy in what you do i do i hate myself for the things that come out of my mouth Okay, so you know you know my pun calendar, right? Mm-hmm. So a different part of the day, I read it to my coworkers over Zoom every single day. Yes, um, and usually on the weekends, I'll say it to my my friends in Discord. But uh, I one of the the Saturday one wasn't a pun; it was just a sad global warming fact. Oh, so it wasn't even like like it just disappointed you because it wasn't even a pun. Was it, it a was pun? like it wasn't on funny. top of that, it made you sad about. Yeah, an you, you existential threat. Uh, yeah, let's go for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hold on, I'm gonna give an example of what uh, one of these usually is, right? Which is yeah. uh, the Sunday one. Why couldn't the pony sing karaoke? She was a little horse. See, see, amazing. Yeah, that's cute. That's Perfect. rough. Uh, but that's the Saturday one. Uh, uh, global global warming is terrible for people who live in igloos. They'll have no privacy. I kind of get how that's a joke, I, but not quite a pun. It's not a it's, no. <laughs> it's not a good joke. <laughs> it's not those things. It just made everyone sad. Yeah. Oh, that, Jesus Christ! That makes drop? I dropped my cellular device, and I'm not gonna pick it up. Okay. I mean, you can pick it up if you want. Are you sure? Hmm. No. Okay. Now that you've questioned it, I've changed my mind. Okay. I won't then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm an unlucky guy, I guess. 
Yeah, that's true. You're sitting in the room with an Irishman, so I've I've absorbed it all. Do that's, you feel like you have right. Irish luck? Uh, eh, no. I feel like you actually have to be like born in Ireland to have that. Oh, or if you did have it, I just jinxed it. So yeah, that's be true. Gone I mean, I have a shamrock tattooed on my ass. Uh, so I don't know if that's a considered butt lucky, tattoo but team. Butt tattoo team. You know, have you ever? What what cheek is your ass tattoo on? The left cheek. Left, yeah, same here. It's very specific about it. I think that's the right cheek to to go with. The a hey, nice. It's actually the opposite of that. You yeah, fucking yeah, idiot. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Uh, are you are you gonna get anything on your right ass cheek? No, that must remain bare the rest of my life. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because there's something on the left one. <laughs> you can't you can't have a ass tattoo on both cheeks. Look. My left Double ass cheek. On a Tuesday afternoon. My left ass cheek says, "I'm the king of the world." Uh-huh. So clearly on my left ass cheek, mm-hmm. all the attention goes to it. I don't want to split that attention. Just let let the left ass cheek have its glory. What well, you could just write like get the words uh, "read left cheek" and then an arrow pointing to the other cheek. I would view it as a distraction. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would be easy to turn the other cheek, you know, looking at that tattoo and then noticing the, the good one. On you the know what? Side. You're barred from any more of these these little puns you like to... I'm barred? Dude, we're not playing D&D right now. I can't. That's not my class anyways. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I feel like you... Even though you weren't born in Ireland, you gotta have a a little bit, you know. You you got the alcoholism, so it's gotta. Hey, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta show up in some other ways, some that could benefit you. Yeah, that's true. I got you know green eyes, brown hair, and uh, alcoholism. So I definitely, I definitely yeah, got yeah. something from the ancestors. So who's to say you don't got a little bit of luck sprinkled in there? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. Yeah, You're yeah. Right. That's Believe a great in yourself. Point. Yeah. Turn the negative into a positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, electrons to protons. Mm. Science mm. jokes. Yeah, new Jimmy. I, I'll stop. Yeah, where where were you going? I, I was about to say some Jimmy Neutron shit. Say some Jimmy Neutron shit. Okay, Shane's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, somebody had to say it. And it was you in this moment. It was me in this moment. Oh, yeah, here we go. So Seamus, what would be what what sort of stuff have we been watching lately? We've been, we've been watching The Last of Us every week. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we can't. I, you know, I want to dive into that one yet because that's we got to do that once it's finished. Oh Holy yeah, shit, oh is yeah. That amazing. Oh yeah, it's been it's been a ride that definitely occupies our Sunday nights and this week our our Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, I've been rewatching uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. It's a good it's a good rewatch. Yeah, it, I love those shows. They're so good. How much of a time dedication would you say that is at the rate you're going? Uh, not not that much. Uh, yeah. Every episode is only like 20 minutes for each show. Mm, oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just, especially since I've seen it before, it is something I can, like, throw on there, just, like, watch, like, a couple episodes before bed or something. Um, oh, yeah. I've also been going to the gym this last week and mm-hmm. just going on the, the bike machine, and then I'll just put it there and just watch, like, like oh, two or yeah. three episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good system. I, I just watched... um. Mark Maron's new comedy special nice. from Bleak to Dark on HBO. So funny. Just like good comedy. Yeah. Like one of the best stand-up sets I've seen in a long time. Yeah. No, that sounds that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool that AJ on our last podcast uh, 
directed that scene with him. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And just to have those little connections, uh, he, totally unrelated to podcasting, uh, did some scenes with one of the most legendary comedy podcasters out there, yeah. Mr. Mark Marin. So speaking of comedy specials, uh, yeah. the uh, the Dane Cook one. We a while ago on this podcast, we talked about that we went to the, like the taping of a Dane Cook comedy special. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm blanking. What's the name? What's it called? <laughs> Above it all. Above it all. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I was recently I like looked up some clips on it, of it online because it was shot mm-hmm. in Dane Cook's backyard, like at his house, and we are in a lot of the clips. Uh, we are. Yeah, you can see us laughing very Pretty la- I, clearly. I can hear your laugh at a couple times also. Oh, no, that's audience. funny. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very loud, distinct laugh, and I was oh, like, yeah. hey, it's that motherfucker. It's <laughs> him again. Yeah, that was an awesome experience, though. Yeah, that was just fun. Of all the, the one iota, you know, premieres and, and mm-hmm. shows we've gone to, that events. was by far the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just had the most perks that just popped up throughout it. Yeah, we, than. we got to sit in a beanbag and, yeah, and get free white comfortable. Claw. It was comfortable. There were free drinks, you know. Hey, if you want us to come to things, just make it free, comfortable, and have free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a, no no expectations at all. But if you do that, I'll fucking love you. I will love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Seamus, why are we talking about trains and luck and all this other bullshit oh i have no idea well that's because we're about to talk <laughs> about bullet train Ooh, what's that oh seamus nah just kidding i chose that movie <laughs> what happened to my phone oh yeah you dropped it <laughs> it's on the floor you did this to me how did you teleport my phone from my hand to the floor uh well it's a lot of drugs leave the door open the podcast with trey Cochaver and seamus curly produced by me seamus curly and also what do you call a lazy kangaroo baby a pouch potato So, we're going to give a little synopsis of the film that we have chosen to talk about today. So, Bullet Train is about an unlucky assassin, Ladybug, played by Brad Pitt, who is determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate has other plans, however. Ladybug's latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. The end of the line is just the beginning in this nonstop thrill ride through modern-day Japan. So, we're going to give a little spoiler warning ahead for those who haven't already seen the movie. We're going to go into it. We're going to talk about stuff you're not supposed to talk about uh, in a spoiler-free conversation. That was a great, that was well-worded sentence. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it back. <laughs> so, Seamus, what did you think of this movie? I fucking love that movie. It was really mm. unexpected. Um, I had seen trailers, and I was like, ah, oh, yes, an action movie, uh, which some action movies are fine, but mm. I usually most of them I'm like, it's just like a sh- shit plot and bad acting, and it's just explosions and stuff. Um, like, I, I completely respect why people love John Wick. Yes. Not my personal flavor, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. I however, 
Bullet Train just blew me out of the water. It was hilarious. I love good action combined with comedy. Yes. Yeah, action comedies are amazing. Um, Absolutely. Like, I remember back in 2016, you and I watched uh, Kingsman and Hardcore Henry, which yes. are two of my all-time favorite action movies. Both of them I thought were going to suck, mm-hmm. and they're both just surprisingly hilarious. And Bullet blew Train, us away. Yeah, blew us away. Mm-hmm. I think Bullet Train was the same way. It was just incredibly funny, really, really gorgeous cinematography. Yeah. Um, just... Just so funny. I cannot stress that. Great (laughs) fucking action. I mean, uh, also the cast is amazing. You know, the film is also starring Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson as Lemon and Tangerine, respectively. And there's Joey King, Bad Bunny, Zazie Beats, you know, the list goes on and on. And they're delivering top tier performances. And they all feel like so. It's such an ensemble movie. It is. Yeah. I. Yeah, there's so many good cast members, and I feel like the concept for Brad Pitt's character is just fucking hilarious. Yeah, just um, that he's that unlucky, and that he's like a self-help guy in a way. Yeah, for just himself. He, he's he's an assassin who has no assassin skills at all. Yeah. But just like he even explains in his little intro thing, it's just like I'm not even trying to kill people, and they die, and just <laughs> multiple different jobs where he just shows up, and then people just start dying around him. <laughs> and it's funny because all of his adversaries throughout the film, they all die by their own weapon at mm-hmm. the end in their demise and it's just like he he does it is true what they say at the end of the movie that he draws in all the bad luck yeah and i i just think that's a that's a fun thing that they played with throughout the film yeah 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 there's so many moments where like he should die but just gets saved by something absolutely inexplicable mm-hmm. <laughs> every time so it's just so good like the guy who throws a knife at him and he just panic lifts a case up Bounces off, goes back into his chest. Oh, my God. Yeah, and Bad Bunny was surprisingly good in that, like, little small role as that guy at the beginning, the Mm -hmm. groom. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. It's just the backstories of every character. Whenever they went into them, it was, like, right before they died, right? They show their backstory right before they died. uh, Not Lemon and Tangerine. Not with Lemon and Tangerine. Um, I think did that. No, no, Zazzy beats it. No, I don't think so because it's uh, like even like the old the old man. Uh, yeah, it showed his too. I th- I think just it delved into a lot of their backstories and sometimes it subverted the expectation. Like specifically mm-hmm. with Bad Bunny, it's like you see him. It goes into this incredibly detailed like montage backstory, so you get a mm-hmm. really big sense of his life. And then he dies like sixty like, seconds as soon as it flashes back to the present. <laughs> he only says like one line to the. Uh, <laughs> I don't think to Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, he it's does. Pretty much just, I will hunt you. I will hunt you down like anywhere on this earth or something. And Brad mm-hmm. Pitt's like, I don't even know you, man. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great. That's such a great moment. And there's, and like you know, there's such great little uh, lines that Brad Pitt has. Like when we're quick to anger, we're slow to understand, <laughs> and just like all these little things that his therapist Barry probably told him yeah. that he's now just like giving it back to the people trying to murder him. <laughs> I yeah his character even like his his wisdom is really funny and just some of his little quips like he, when he's hiding in the bathroom and he's staring at the the little like fountain that's coming out he's like man if I had one in the chamber I would be rocking this thing right now <laughs> and his handler yeah. is just like boundaries. boundaries we need boundaries <laughs> yeah who's played by Sandra Bullock yeah <laughs> uh, apparently that part was originally offered to Lady Gaga ah. and, and then just uh, changed hands somehow interesting. <laughs> but speaking of like cameos, there's some 
There's some great cameos in this film, which with which also have some history behind them, um, because there's Channing Tatum's oh, yeah. little pop up, which is because him, Sandra Bullock, and Brad Pitt were all working together on another movie called The Lost City at the time. Mm-hmm. So they just loved him so much on that uh, that they offered Channing Tatum to pop up in this film. And also Ryan Reynolds popping up as yep. Carver. Yeah, both hilarious cameos. Hilarious. So short. Yeah, because they build up the like mythos of Carver as the yeah. the best assassin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just fucking Ryan Reynolds. In the same amount of time, I feel like, like it's just such a flash of him. Yeah. And it takes me back to Deadpool 2 because you get that flash of um, Brad Pitt as the Vanisher yeah, in yeah. Deadpool 2, which was also directed by David Leitch, the director of this film. Uh, so they're directly linked, the two cameos. Nice, yeah. I, yeah. I, so I didn't realize that the first... I've watched the movie like three times now, mm-hmm. and uh, the first time I did not realize... Like, I, I thought that cameo was hilarious, and yeah. then afterwards our, our roommate pointed out to us that... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was reference to Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, and also Zazie Beetz was also in Deadpool too. Yeah, and her character was Domino, who was extraordinarily lucky. Yeah, like the essential antithesis of what Brad Pitt's character was in this movie. Yeah, which I just find that very interesting as well. I antithesis and almost the same because like yeah. he still inexplicably, inexplicably lucky survives in another everything. Way. Yeah. yeah, it's like he has the worst luck, but then his luck also refuses to allow him to die. Yes, <laughs> that that is a good way of putting it. And it's also cool because David Leach, who directed this film, uh, used to be Brad Pitt's stunt double mm. uh, back during Fight Club, Troy, like during his prime honestly that's and then that's awesome. he transitioned to directing later on directing like atomic blonde deadpool 2 and now this mm-hmm. so it's just like really interesting to see that them have that journey from actor stunt double to actor director yeah yeah no that's that's cool that they like still have that relationship after these years and i'm curious mm-hmm. like how that changed when they were shooting Probably well a lot apparently <laughs> brad pitt did 95 percent of his own stunts in the film Oh wow! Which is a, a fuck ton. So <laughs> that that would be impressive, even if he were like still young and at his prime, because there was a but lot, especially of at his action. current age. Yeah, that's you know? gotta be tough. Man's as old as my dad. Yeah, <laughs> he he's aging like fine wine. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But just what a what a fun film. I I especially love the first two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. The last third, you know, I I can live with. Yeah, yeah. It, it ties it up. It ends the story, but I, I do think it has some third act issues, and I I, I do not. I, I love Michael Shannon and everything. I love Michael yeah. Shannon. He's one of the best actors. His presence is unbeatable. I don't know if he was perfect for that part or something about it. I just didn't. I had problems with aspects of that role. Yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, it was Michael Shannon problem because yeah, he's amazing. I, I think just that role. There just wasn't a lot to it. Mm-hmm. He was a very, like, when you finally met him, he was kind of a very flat character. Yeah. Um, it felt a little two-dimensional in yeah. the writing. Yeah, I agree. That's mm-hmm. that's where it was. Because I think the writing of the rest of the film is just so quippy and funny, and it felt like his lines were very two-dimensional. Yeah, they needed an unsympathetic uh, villain. Yeah. That everyone could just be like, oh, yeah, bad guy. Yeah, and I, I think <sighs> it's totally fine for the movie, but I agree. Yeah, it wasn't like the ending didn't blow me away or anything, but it wrapped it up. Like it uh. blew away the train. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, 
that kind of reminds me of actually we we're just talking about uh, avatar last last airbender um yeah when you finally meet the villain at the end of that uh fire lord ozai he's kind of two-dimensional there's not mm-hmm. a lot to him he's just like i'm gonna murder everyone with fire um yeah but li- well in both cases at least you have their children to like build up yeah to their yeah and, th- and their children are written really well yeah and, uh, like everything else around it's written written really well uh, mm-hmm. it's just like the villain itself just ends up being just kind of a a villain you know not no dimensionality yeah i want to talk about lemon and tangerine because yeah. they're my favorite part of the movie i'm pretty sure that's with fair. the thomas the tank engine references with their just them being these brutal violent killers but at the same time they love each other so deeply they were just too two boys watching football games together (laughs) back in the day. And the use of that song I was telling you about earlier, the song that plays during their montage of when they're killing people and kind of enjoying it, uh, is the same song that plays over Aaron Taylor Johnson as Tangerine kind of grieving the supposed death of Lemon. Yeah. It's just a slower, more um, distant version of it. Yeah, that's I love them so much. It's mm-hmm. also just crazy to see. Uh, it's like when I was watching it, and I pointed out to my mom that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is the same guy who played Kickass. Yeah, back in the day, and she was like, "What?" And I showed her side by side photos, and he, man, that mm-hmm. dude has grown up. <laughs> yeah, I know he can act like a motherfucker. Like yeah. I watched Nocturnal Animals, and I was blown away. But like this, he like really stood out in an ensemble of great actors. Mm-hmm. So it like really like I was most impressed uh, with him yeah. after the end of the film. Yeah, his yeah his performance was really really good. Pro- I would say probably the best out of the acting performances there. Oh yeah, especially when he's grieving Lemon yeah. in that moment. It's like, bro, you got it in your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to talk about some of like, the technical elements of this mm-hmm. film, too, that just made it really stand out. One, the cinematography and lighting is just great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really well orchestrated. I love the... It's like, all got one cohesive vibe. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's very like high-key lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very colorful, which I, which I love. I'm a big Neon fan of. Neon type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. And, like the, the long shots on the train, uh, the symmetry they use is just mm, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the editing, I think, is the thing that like, really stands out yes. about it. It's just so quirky and quick and fun. Uh, it's, and it's the same editor as John Wick. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's just it's so good. I love the way the flashback sequences are all done, mm-hmm. uh, both shot and edited, just beautifully together. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest moments in the film is also when, because it does all these character backstories, right? But there's yeah. a montage is when it gives the Fiji water bottle. Yes, uh, <laughs> that flashback. Is when so it's good. just it, fa- it tracks its entire journey from vending machine to. <laughs> being thrown at um the white death's face yeah Yeah, i just i love the purpose that they just gave that object for no reason (laughs) yeah it literally he could have you could have just had him throw the water bottle and it would have had the same like story impact but just the fact that they just took like a full two minutes (laughs) into doing that and filming that and putting it in the edit we must thank them for it yeah it's so good yeah it's just it's just a riot of a film and it's so quick and entertaining and it's just like it's a fun ride it was fun that that's the best 
feeling of fun I've had like after watching a movie in a while. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like some insane art piece, but it is just a good time. You will have yes. a blast watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I told you this earlier, but uh, my brother's boss is in that movie. Yes, um, that is wild. Yeah. Please explain to the listener. Yeah, <laughs> so he, my brother works in construction, and his boss, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a manager of this construction company, just occasionally acts in a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he, he was in uh, the Star Trek movies as the, s- the security guard who fights Chris Pine at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And then he's still yeah. a security officer for the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he apparently... Uh, he told my brother that um, for Bullet Train, they actually filmed like a whole fight sequence with Brad Pitt before the case blows up. Um, oh, that he he was a part of, and he said they spent like weeks filming it, and then uh, they just th- they cut the whole it. scene. Yeah, yeah, damn. But yeah, so apparently that outside it wasn't just supposed to blow up, and then Brad Pitt runs inside. He was like Brad Pitt. And There's gonna be a lot more <laughs> going on. Yeah, damn. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, I was looking through the cast list and I saw like two people that I had done extra work with on Super Pumped. Oh, nice. Had been extras in Bullet Train, just on the train and stuff. Nice. Uh, toward the beginning. But yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, yeah. The network expands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's always weird. But man, that movie was a great time. Uh, it really did hard there's very few action movies that i just love like i was saying earlier just once in a while there's some gems that just like pull me in i love them they're a blast and they're you they're always going to be an action comedy yeah for 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 me at least like i i i can watch action but i can't help but feeling at some point that you just straight up action movies have something hollow unless there's something really special going on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, th- it, it can't just be action for me. It has to be action and and another genre and something. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think specifically action comedy just works so well. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, especially my sense of humor. Like, you know me, I like just yes. sudden weird violence, uh, <laughs> which this movie does a lot. Of. <laughs> sudden weird violence. It doesn't. Unexpected. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah, unexpected violence is yeah. hilarious in comedy. In movies, yes, <laughs> yes. When, when the intention is there, yeah, um, I definitely feel that because it's physical comedy, yeah, in a way. It's just you know now we they're taking inspiration from like Jackie Chan movies and stuff, which always had a mixture of both, yeah. And I think I think a, a little bit of absurdism in the uh, the action is always a great time. I mean, that's one oh, of the yeah. reasons I love uh, Peacemaker so much that we we talked about a while ago. Yeah, it's, it's just random, sudden, unconventional <laughs> uh, means of protecting oneself and yeah. committing violence. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's always interesting to see what people do in those situations when they're backed into a corner. Because yeah. in all great scripts, at least, what you want to do is corner your characters and. Get them somewhere where they're reacting in an unexpected way. Yeah. Speaking of cornering the characters, I just think the this film was written in such a good... It was so well orchestrated because there's so mm-hmm. many moving parts in the storyline, so many plot lines happening. Mm-hmm. And they all just like they all fit just together mesh. so nicely. The characters were always backed up in a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Pitt, like he's stuck on that train the whole time. His only yep. goal is to set foot off this train and leave... And but something does, always forces him. There's a different consequence, or just his morals. Like toward the end, it's only the little girl weeping that <laughs> yeah. keeps him on the train. 
And it's like, oh, buddy, wrong wrong time to follow that instinct. Yeah, should have just ran. Should have just <laughs> ran. Mind you, he probably would have died. Uh, oh, yeah? Because he had the case with the, the explosive rigged. Oh, shit. So, yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a fair point. I think that was his luck saving him once again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Every decision just contributes. Yeah. Hmm. It's always looking out for him. <laughs> what a what a silly absurd film. Uh, and yeah. I don't I don't know if I if I got much more for you on it. Yeah, that's fair. Any any final thoughts? Final thoughts. I want more comedy movies in general. Yeah. I think there's been less and less of them lately. I want more action comedies. I think they're always a good time. And, yeah, I just want more David Leach. Like, he's been popping out some great comedy action films, and I want to see what else he's got. I know he's got the Fall Guy slated um, to come out next, which is going to have Ryan Gosling in it. Ooh, okay. So, Ryan Gosling, David Leach movie. I just hope that he keeps the comedy. Yeah, I agree. It's mm-hmm. I mean, I've only seen of his Deadpool 2 and Bullet Train, but mm-hmm. dude, yeah, I would love to see more more of him. He's outstanding so far. Mhm. Yeah. And that cast absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just love seeing every project any of them are in all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I Man, I I also I'm not usually like a huge fan of a bunch of celebrity cameos. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of times, especially after just everything in Marvel, I've started to be like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, but, but when I, they're done creatively, when they're done creatively and just like for the sake of a joke, like they're almost making fun of themselves with mm-hmm. some of these cameos. Yes, um, so good, <laughs> so good. And it's just like I feel like David Leach just knows how to use it to add to the plot, not distract from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, just it's used for comedic value and it adds, yeah, instead of um, just being like, oh, yeah, here's a celebrity cameo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, any final thoughts from your side? Hardcore recommend. It's an absolute Hardcore. Blast. Hardcore. It isn't Hardcore Henry. No. But you hardcore recommend. <laughs> With that. <laughs> Leave the Door Open, the podcast is now available wherever you find your podcast. Go ahead and leave us a review. Or just let us know what movie or show you'd like to hear us chat about next week. If you liked this episode and want more, give us a follow to get the latest updates on future episodes of the podcast. For more info on Leave the Door Open, visit us on Instagram at leave the door underscore pod, TikTok at leave the door underscore, and Twitter at leave the door pod. And make sure to check out Bullet Train, available now on Netflix. Thanks for listening. Until next week. I found a on the street, and I took that home and stuffed it, washed it, dry it, and sent it back to Italy. Leave the... Fuck.